0: Don't talk radio. Or weekend Midnight Monster Movie There's to this Turn off all your lights Because the show going to be The talk The show where every day is Halloween Coming in at 6.30 And I'm going to walk over here to the north To the south To the west And to the east What an exhausting day It has been It has just been I don't care. I know you don't care. I know you don't even want to hear this. But it has been an exhausting day where I am still having all those weird human nightmare problems where I'm waking up and I'm talking out loud. And this is really getting scary. I mean, it is getting scary, 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 because I never used to talk in my sleep before. When I'm waking up. I'll just be talking. Like, I'll be talking about what was happening in my dream, but I will be saying it out loud. So I'll be continuing the conversation that happened in my dream, even though I'm awake at the time. Oh, it is so bizarre. It is so scary and bizarre. Look at me. Look at me on blogtalkradio.com. And X. Go there right now and look at my photo. Oh, look at me with my self-made scarf mascot on, haven't seen you since the plague, you'll be saying that in a few more days, I haven't seen you since the plague, this really is like the 1500 here, it's the 1500 relive, tonight I have for you the lady in black, and I wanted to get right into that, because why do I have the lady in black? Because I was looking for it as a movie and I ended up finding it on internetarchive.org as like a a play. It was a radio play. I'm trying to find the movie The Lady in Black. Turns out that they did like a broadcast. Not so sure that it's of the movie itself. I don't think that the broadcast is of the movie itself. But it is One of those scary, old, radio-type plays that I told you was one of the reasons that I started this show in the first place. I started this show way back in 2008 here on blogsetradio.com. Don't forget the .com because, well, because I loved and thought that old-time radio was really, really scary, and I thought that... We were really missing old-time radio. The imagery that comes from it, the scary story, all of it. We were missing that. Yeah, yeah we were. So actually you can get right to it on my page at blogtalkradio.com. This X is a lot easier for you. You can just go right there. I have the link to woman. It's woman in black. No wonder I couldn't find it. It's a woman in black. Yeah, I just graduated from college. This a three point five oh, but I put lady in black instead of woman in black. <laughs> it's right up there. No, Alright, so now I'm repeating myself. That's interesting. Okay. That's like the weirdest thing ever. Now I'm repeating myself. It's right up there. Mm. Makes a lot of sense. Okay. It's like like I'm recording live and it's coming out with me repeating myself. Oh, my God. Does it ever end? Does this crazy craziness of this crazy planet Earth ever, ever end. Women in black. Internet archives. Or just simply archive.org. It's supposed to be someone up there, every friggin' time I will be putting together a show. It's a good thing that I did put the the website or whatever right there. I put on blogtalkradio. dot com. I put the link on blogtalkradio. dot This X. So I put the whole link in there for this crazy weird woman in black thing, and then. There it is, finally. It's a woman in black. It's by Susan Hill. Enjoy and happy screams. Don't forget to check out Midnight monster movie with Miss Agnes.
1: It is nine thirty
0: on Christmas. It's over there on MissXradio.com.
1: My young family are huddled around the fire in the drawing room, still telling ghost stories. It's a sport a harmless game
0: amongst
1: them. I can hear them now. Vying with one another to tell the horridest, most spine killing tale. They speak of dripping stone walls in uninhabited castles, of secret dungeons and overgrown graveyards, howlings, shriekings, groanings, and stackings, bullied monks and headless horsemen. This is sport indeed, an ancient tradition for the festive season. And to be sure, nothing of which I can possibly disapprove. The truth is quite other and altogether more terrible. Oh,
0: father. Oh, here you are. We wondered where you were hiding. I'm
1: not hiding, Isabel. I'm just enjoying a little peace and quiet. Too much excitement for a little chap like me, I'm afraid.
0: I wonder you can bear to be alone after Edmund's story. It was the best yet. When those fingers started scratching at the window, saying, I thought I should faint.
1: Yes, your brother certainly has a most vivid imagination.
0: Would you write him there?
1: A nothing. A, a letter. It's a note.
0: Good. Because it's your turn.
1: My turn? For what?
0: To tell a story.
1: Ah, uh, uh, no, I don't think so.
0: Come on, stepfather, you must. Everyone else has. Even mother-punished one, But I brown sword.
1: No, not. I really wouldn't Oh, bother. don't
0: be an odd, spoiled sport. It is Christmas Eve.
1: no. No, 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 I'm, I'm sorry, nothing for you,
0: Isabel. We're all waiting. Come on. It's stepfather. He's being a bit shy. He won't come. Why, oh, say, sir? Be
1: a sport.
0: We've got all the lights out and the fires
1: died right down. Edmund's giving a caulking performance of hooting owls and a howling wind. <laughs> Your audience awaits you. Well, I fear they must wait on Oliver. I'm quite comfortable in here by myself. That's hardly the Christmas spirit, is it? Isabel, go and fetch one. Tell her her husband is being most uncooperative. Uh, Isabel, wait. Aha! I thought that would do the trick. Both of you, please. Just leave me. Go back to the drawing room and amuse yourselves. I'm sure Edmund can come up with another tale in face of mine.
0: But that's not the point. It's a competition. We each tell one and then decide whose was the best. Or oh, you must be able to think of one ghost
1: story, surely. Everybody knows at least what. Do
0: your stuff there, Father. Play me game. Come on, please.
1: You can't let us down. No. I'm sorry to disappoint you all. But I have no story to tell.
0: Come on, it's getting late. I think perhaps it's time to bed.
1: Yes. Good night.
0: Good night, father.
1: Good night, sir. Oh, my dear Isabel, how right you are. I do have a story, a true story, a story of haunting and evil, fear and confusion, horror and tragedy. But it is not... It is not a story to be told around the fireside on Christmas Eve.
0: Courtesy of Miss X. Don't forget to check out the Midnight Monster movie Miss X, com.
1: The experience would never leave me, as it was now woven into my very fibers. And now tonight, it fills my mind to the exclusion of all else. It seems the high spirits of my dear stepchildren have forced me to renew my acquaintance with that mortal dread and terror of spirit I had hoped forever dead, and I know I shall have no rest from it. Shall lie awake in a chill of sweat until I have gone back to that other world and relived the horrors of that time, that place?
0: Arthur.
1: Oh, it is yes, me, dearest. Arthur,
0: what is it? What's wrong? Are you unwell? The children were quite upset. They said they'd never seen you so angry. I'm
1: sorry. I didn't mean to. I'll apologize to them in the morning. <laughs>
0: Oh, i like you,
1: Arthur. Oh, <laughs> i like you, Arthur. I don't know what came over me. I simply felt a little unwell. Too much excitement. All that rich food, I suppose, and the heat. But it was unforgivable. I shall make amends tomorrow, I promise.
0: Things are of Arthur. Like their own father. And I love you,
1: too.
0: But we worry sometimes. You work too hard. You must try to rest. This is a holiday. I
1: know. And I shall, as may believe Promise. I promise. Good God.
0: I'm going up now. Will you come?
1: Uh, shortly. Uh, five more minutes. No more. Good night, my darling. Now, don't be too long. Good night, Esme. I recall that the way to banish an old ghost that continues its hauntings is to exorcise it. Cool. Well then, mine shall be exorcised. I shall tell my tale, write my own ghost story. And then, perhaps, I shall at last be free to enjoy whatever life remains for me. Years have passed since then. Some thirty-odd. And yet... On this Christmas Eve, I can recall it all, every last terrible detail, as if it were yesterday.
0: The Woman in Black, Black,
1: from the novel by Susan Hill. Adapted radio by John Strickland. Mm-hmm. Episode one, a
0: journey
1: Good mm-hmm. mm-hmm. ah. Morning, oh, good morning, Mr. Kip, sir. I'll put your coats advice sir. Yes, thank you, It's fog, it's damp. Quite so. Yes, uh, sir. <laughs> it's a regular particular out there, sir. Indeed it is, coats. Quite the dreariest month of the year, remember? Uh-huh. Lowering the spirit. Mr. Bentley, yes? Oh, yes, sir. Mr. Bentley has been at his desk an hour or more. Friend. Yes. Well, it took rather longer than usual to get here this morning. No, I'm sure it did, sir. Still clinging onto that cold, sir. No, what cold's that, sir? Right. Well, what happens last um, uh, oh, there? All conveyance sir. Uh, property leases. Oh, dear. Don't work for it, don't eh? Yeah, yeah. Uh Mr. Bentley asks to see you first, sir. Straight away. As soon as you arrive, he said, sir. Oh right. Well, in we go then. In we go. Okay. Uh Mr Kipps is here, sir.
0: Finally.
1: Oh God. Ah, him, sit you down, sit down, sit down, uh, I'm sorry, I'm late sir. I was just getting <laughs> i down. ...about the extraordinary Mrs. Traveller, Arthur. Uh, no, uh, Drabler, Mrs. of your large house. Yes, yeah, don't you? Ah, uh, I'm sorry. Yes, I inherited Mrs. Traveller from my father. and family had had their business with his friend for... Oh. oh, yes. Oh, yes. She was a good age, 87. And that's her will you have there, I take it, sir? Mrs. Traveller was, as they say, a... ...a <laughs> The hand of the nine You're never It's, it's a you not. Don't get me a yeah. to I'm not to not Oh, <laughs> the the little, uh, no. yes. I'm so, or, oh, uh, your bags, the, awesome, <laughs> 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 it? oh. the I'm not was with no time. I was I was with no time. Mrs. Druggles. I was <away> with no time. <laughs> Maybe I'll come for some time. It's <laughs> new
0: again. Remarkable place. Yes.
1: That was my father. And she didn't, she didn't greatly care. Yeah. Just, was she a widow? Since quite She's early in her marriage. Yes. Children? Children? No. According to everything that we told about, Druggles. No. no, there were no, no. children. If she had a great deal of money. Or land. Well, she owned a house, of course, and a few properties and a cryptic gifted shop, and, 10, cetera, and a and setter of things. And of a little farm, up underwater Then a The sort of trust. Of the rest of us. Then it all sounds perfectly straightforward. Yes. But may I ask why I have to go there? Why? To represent this firm that the funeral one, Oh, yes. Of course. Now, I wonder whether to go out myself, actually. There is a chance Lord Boltrope to see so I really ought to hear. You. Uh, yes, of course. And then again, it is high time to put a little more onto your shoulders, Arthur. It's no more than your are capable isn't it? I certainly hope not, sir. I'll be very glad to go to Mrs. Bradbill's funeral, naturally. Oh,
0: yes, that <laughs> too, Arthur. you sir.
1: You ought to go through Mrs. Traveller's documents private papers. Whatever
0: they
1: may be oh, yeah. I see, sir. Mrs. Traveller was somewhat disorganized, sure I then. It? it might take you a while. A day or two? Well, at least it's air to, Arthur. Of course, things may have changed. I may be quite mistaken. <laughs> Perhaps you'll clear it all up in an afternoon. As I say, it's many years since I was there. And will there be anyone there to help me? Oh, yes, I've made arrangements. It's a local fact. No. You're the dear. You'll be in touch with me. And presumably she had friends, neighbors. Uh, no. No. Eel Marsh House is far from anything.
0: Hallelujah!
1: <laughs> come Xingy. I'm going to have to give
0: you a little bit of a mystery next time. Next time I'm going to play Lady in Black. Part two. And it's going to include a little mystery for you, my men now. That's part two. Yes, a little mystery for uh, you. A
1: little ten
0: o'clock.
1: But, uh... Lord, Lord, it, shine it. Where
0: are you are Arthur?
1: Any problems? I know I can trust you to uphold the firm's reputation. Yes, sir. I hope you can. I uh, oh, don't dither in the doorway. And there's work to do. Work to do and little time in which to do it. Yes, sir. Well, Tams, you'll be needing your coat then, sir. Not that much of a chance to dry off yet, I'm afraid. I must say, Tams, for all it's a strange part of the world I'm going to, it's a relief to be leaving this appalling fog and unhealthy out. Um, you'll be uh, needing these, too, sir. What? Oh, yes, travel papers. Some light reading for the journey. Pay, Tams. <laughs> Turn to my rooms, pack a bag for a couple of nights, and scribble a note to my fiance Stella,
0: whom I hope to
1: marry the following year. After that, I was to catch a train to a remote corner of England, of which until a few moments before I had barely heard. Nothing raised my spirits more than the sight of that great cavern of a railway station. I purchased newspapers at the bookstore and walked down the platform with a light. I found a corner seat in an empty compartment and settled down in great content. A couple of other passengers joined me, and after nodding briefly, were as intent on applying themselves to their papers as myself. Beyond the windows, it was quickly dark, and when the carriage blinds were down, all was as cosy and enclosed as some lapped its study as we sped a good many uneventful miles towards the heart of England. And crew, I changed with ease and continued on my way. It was only when I came to change again, onto the branch line at the small station of Homoby, that I began to be less comfortable. The train in which I was to travel the last hour of my journey was ancient and comfortless, smelling of cold, stale smoke, the windows grind. The floor unswept. Until the very last train, it seemed I was to be alone. But just at the blowing of the guard's whistle, another man climbed in, swinging the door shut as the train began to pull away. Beautifully. Hmm? It seems i would exchanged one kind of poor weather for another. I left London in the grip of an appalling fog, and up here it seems cold enough to snow. It's not snow. not. The wind will blow itself out. just the rain off with it by morning. I'm, I'm very glad to hear it. If you think you've escaped the fog by coming up here, you're mistaken. We you get five threats in this part of the world. Ah, threats? Bad threats. Sea threats. Sea mist? They ah. roll up in a minute in the sea to land across the marshes. The nature of the place. One minute, it's as clear as a June day. The next, terrible. Oh, I see. Still, if you're staying at prison, you won't see the worst of it. I stayed at tonight at the Gifford Arms Hotel, and tomorrow morning. Right. I expect to go out and see something of the marshes later. Is that right? Yes. Well, I suppose I should use the time profitably. Uh, would you excuse me? Gravelov. Oh, sorry? On your envelope, here. Yeah. This is Gravelov. Do not tell me you're a relative? Oh, no. No, I'm her solicitor, actually. Ah, uh, that's funeral. Eh. That's the land on the other side. Except several miles East as well, for a The good farming land around, around here in a premium, I imagine. The area seems to be mostly marsh and salt. That's your men in the grave, Are a woman? Yes, dressed in black. Well, look, there she is now. Over by that tree. Is there anything the matter, Mr. Jerome? You look as well. <laughs> now it's
0: getting good. Oh, Mr. Jerome. cemetery. A woman. Over well, at that
1: tree. Next up the porch, you can rest and recover while I go help. I can't, oh, no, I can't, say no. <laughs> I do apologize, I'm so sorry. It's not. Oh, don't I think it would be better if you would just walk back with me towards the officers' tent. Just, just up this way. Well, if you are sure? Quite sure. Uh, Mr. Jerome, please wait. Are you sure? But Mr. Jerome was hurrying away. Almost running in his eagerness to get out of the churchyard. It was an extraordinary scene. Only seconds earlier, he had been on the verge of a complete collapse, triggered apparently by my reference to the young lady Mona, and yet now he pulled possessed out of the churchyard, past a row of small children, lined up against the iron railings, staring in at the mournful proceedings. Their pale, solemn faces were great round eyes, the little hands gripping the railings tightly, each one of them silent and quite motionless. It was a strangely grave and touching sight. As I followed Mr. Jerome, I caught the eye of one and smiled at him gently. But he looked at me blankly, his expression almost disturbingly unchildlike. Had I been less concerned with catching up with Mr. Jerome and making sure he was all right, then I might have felt more clearly the distinct chill that was settling over the graveyard, despite the bright autumn sunshine that made the distant marshes shiver and gleam on the far horizon. (laughs)
0: That's going to be a great part, too. Coming up in week after next, the woman in black. <laughs> You've been listening to Woman in Black. I don't know why all the scary things always occur in black, but until next time, you know what I always tell you. The words of the immortal sheenies. I will be back. Solely you with your masks on and this craziness. Until then, happy streams. You have to play.